Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, obviously, as you just heard, a little bit of a different show today than the one that we had expected to be doing. Um very excited to be back for another year with Al, with Emily, with Taylor, uh, to be able to talk about all the fun stuff that we did. I know Emily had some travel stuff, and uh, Al was knocked out with a disease and a lot of things going on. Um, obviously, we will get to all of that in good time. Uh, today, not the day. Today is the day that we're talking about DeMar Hamlin and what happened on Monday Night Football last night. Um, last night, in the first quarter, he went to make a tackle on T. Higgins. Um, collided with Higgins. He was knocked to the ground, um, immediately did stand up, and then a second or two after that collapsed to the ground. He went into cardiac arrest. He was administered CPR on the field for about nine minutes. He was ultimately put into an ambulance and taken to a Cincinnati area hospital where he remains um, at this moment. He is in critical condition. He has been sedated and what we knew maybe, what, Al, 45 minutes or an hour after it happened last night is about the same information that we have right now about 15 hours after it happened. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, at the time when it was all – it was interesting on Twitter yesterday. I think there was – a lot of it was prayers, and then a lot of it was in that 45-minute window. Uh, you're not going to play the game, right? Obviously, did not play the game. And since then, you're – a lot of people are reacting – a lot of people are giving their perspective. A lot of former athletes, coaches, mm-hmm. um, sharing stories and thoughts and everything else. But what we have not got is, hey, here's some information. And that's the, you know, I think that's the one piece that everyone's kind of still on, you know, obviously pins and needles hoping for some positivity coming. We've gotten a statement from his family saying that they appreciate everybody's thoughts and prayers and that they will give us information as soon as they have it. We've heard from a spokesperson for his family saying that his family is with him, but really no piece of news or or piece of medical information that you can say, okay, this is trending in the right direction or the opposite. We're just waiting to hear uh, what the latest with DeMar Hamlin is. As soon as we hear something, we will certainly let you know. Um, As I mentioned a minute ago, Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Steelers, has known DeMar Hamlin since he was uh, a 12-year-old boy. Um, He spoke about his relationship with DeMar Hamlin earlier today. Uh, Before I open up for questions, I'll I'll say this about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, man, it's a really personal thing for me, uh, being a Pittsburgher. And, and that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of res- respect and love for him as a human being. Um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now, which is playing in the NFL and to watch him make personal decisions and, and, and make that a realization. Um, it's just an honor to get to know young people like that. I um, had an opportunity to express that to him whenever I see him. We've played Buffalo um, each of the last two seasons, and he and I get to have a moment um, because it's just cool to, to, to not only appreciate these guys in terms of where they are now, but to, to know them since they were younger people and to, to watch their maturation, their development, 
to watch them, um, you know, earn what they've been chasing. Um, it's just really a, a cool thing. And he's an example of that. I got a lot of love for that young man. We lifted he, him and that organization up in prayer, um, reached out to Sean McDermott to lend whatever assistance I could. Um, but um, I don't have a lot to add other than that. Um, I just respect the fact that you guys appreciate how personal it is for for me, not only for me, but just for all of us um, as people that, that thrive in this space. Um, that's not obviously something that you ever want to see. That's the head coach of the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, earlier today. Um, he said something now that I think really articulates what – I've been struggling to put my finger on, and, okay. and I think what a lot of people are probably struggling to put their fingers on as well. He said, you know, we've offered our assistance to the Buffalo Bills and to the – there's nothing to do. And, and obviously, you know, we're all positive thoughts and prayers and all of these sorts of things, yeah. which are, are useful, to, to say the least. But you feel like when you have something like this, you want to do something. You want to help somebody. You want to be able to – try to make it better in any way that you can and it just feels like Mike Tomlin and the, the league and really everybody's just we're just sitting around waiting to hear what's going to happen yeah next. almost feel, you feel helpless yeah. I know what you're talking about when you're when you're trying to you want to help somebody you want to help a friend and all you can say is um hey if there's anything I could do please let me know and but there might not be anything and I, I think in this uh in this regard and listening to actually Tomlin to tell some of the stories too, having played Buffalo each of the last two years and his connection with him and knowing him since he was 12 years old. I think we're obviously learning a lot about uh, about Hamlin right now and uh, every story that's coming out, it's kind of unique, whether it's his, um, his thirst to want to thrive in the business space mm-hmm. and take advantage of the platform that he has. I heard a couple coaches, you know, Herm said this earlier today as well, that we think of these NFL players this is a chapter of their life. This is just a chapter. I mean, think about when a guy retires and he's 35 years old. He's 35 years old and he's retiring from the NFL or the NBA or whatever the case is. You still have 40 years left. Right. You know, that's kind of that's the idea and the concept. And Hamlin's 24 years old. And, you know, his, um, his vision of what he wanted to see for himself and his and, and his family for after football, he was already starting to set up. So hopefully, obviously, he gets that opportunity. So it's also something like this, too, that so there's several times where you feel like your relationship to the sport changes. So it's like when I watched Ryan Shazier, what happened to him? It's like it feels like how can I continue to watch this sport that I really enjoy watching that it's part of my job. I clearly love it a lot. And so how, like, obviously this is a freak accident and it's like, how can I turn on the game on Sunday and be excited to watch these teams play? It's such a, it's such a hard thing to feel, even if it's a freak accident. I, I think you're right, Emily. I think that there's something to it that you, you said this at the top of the show. I like you, you and I, neither one of us are like huge UFC guys. Right. And, and I think for the same reason, it's just, it, it's a lot. Right, it, it, the violence in it, it and the the graphic nature of it, it it's a lot. It doesn't. Fi- I don't like it. For okay, you can choose to stay away from that, right? You can make the the, the decision. I don't. This to Emily's point was this was not a dirty play. 
Yeah. This was not somebody doing something that was beyond the rules. Mm-hmm. This was not a, a, a mistake of a medical professional who never should have let somebody out there in the first place. This was not a player, you know, uh, a football issuing play. all good advice saying, do not go out there and do this. It was a football play. Mm-hmm. And to your point, um, it, it, there have been moments where you see things in sporting events and go, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. As tragic as this is, and as scary as it is, and hopefully it has a positive resolution, we're still waiting on more information. But I, I do think that the further we get beyond it, the, the 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 more time that passes between last night and whenever we get to this spot, knowing that it really was just out of the blue a freak accident that the the wrong contact at the exact wrong moment resulted in cardiac arrest it, it this wasn't anybody's fault it yeah. was just a terrible terrible accident makes it a little easier to say okay let's i i it doesn't change my feeling about football I, it, it's a tragedy that demar hamlin is is dealing with this that his teammates have to deal with this that his family has to deal with it but for me this isn't a you know this this was easily preventable this was just a terrible accident well i, I think what it could do and i think um i think it could put things in perspective more i think it could put things in perspective in the sense of you're right we do watch football games and we watch nba games and for those who really understand UFC and understand the art of the sport because mm-hmm. there is an sure. art to it. Um, for for those who just enjoy all those sporting events that we have in front of us and we get a chance to react to, I think for me in two weeks if the question is, hey, are you going to be watching the NFL moving forward? Yeah, I probably will be watching the NFL moving forward. But I think what, what it could add is a perspective of, you know, that's not just a dude that – is an unbelievable athlete who, you know, you always hear, yeah, but how much money does he make? Well, what does that have to do with anything? He's making that money because there's value to what he does and because we're all watching it. How much he makes has nothing to do with it that I think it could just add a perspective of um, anything can happen when they step on a football field. And even if it doesn't have to be to this extent, it could just be an injury that has somebody out for six months or nine months. We've all had injuries I don't know what the rehab process is for all these guys, but it seems like every time they step foot foot on the field, uh, an injury can happen. So with with that in mind, and kind of putting all of this together, that we don't have a ton of information. We don't know what the rehab process could potentially be like, and we just don't know what we don't know. We're still trying to fill in the holes. Um, Dr. Benjamin Abella was on with um, Max Kellerman and Jay Williams this morning and was kind of trying to fill in some of those holes on the things that we've all been asking questions on and we might not know for quite some time. Yeah, so, so brain function and survival track pretty closely. And what I mean by that is the longer you're down, the less chance of survival. And if you do survive, the more risk of brain injury. So it, it's really uh, unfortunately going to be touch and go. He was down long enough that there is a significant risk of brain injury. Now, that said, I do this work for a living and I see many patients in his exact situation make full recovery. So it is at least possible. Uh, I can't say probable or not. There's so many factors. For example, the quality of CPR has a big role. What his underlying condition may have been that caused the cardiac arrest will play an important role. So, so there's many factors that we are not yet fully aware of, and I'm, I'm sure the physicians in Cincinnati will be forthcoming in, in the next few days. I will say this, that it will take days 
brain recovery from cardiac arrest is slow. And I suspect we actually may not learn much more today on his condition. Patients are usually comatose. They're usually in an ICU setting. They're often sedated. And the care for the brain after cardiac arrest occurs over several days. One of the key treatments is something known as targeted temperature management, where the brain is actually cooled slightly, and this improves the healing process. So that's Dr. Benjamin mm-hmm. Abella on with uh, Max and Jay Will earlier this morning. And, and I think that Dr. Abella articulated a lot of what is so frustrating about this. He, you heard him say that the, the amount of time down, the amount of time where the blood was not being pumped could affect brain injury. He also said in the very next sentence, I've seen people have this exact same situation, have full, full recoveries. recoveries yeah. That This is why it's so scary and this is why it is so difficult as you know we've been sitting here going on two and a half hours of trying to figure out and and trying to put our finger on what happens next. The, the guy that does this for a living doesn't know the, the guy that treats patients that have this injury doesn't know that it takes time and that's not what you know human beings are good at waiting for well answers. and it's helpful to have that information because i think what he just said too you're probably not going to get much information today yeah maybe you don't get some information tomorrow but that's part of the process and you're, you're right we're blind to this i mean it, it's not what we know so we're so dependent and that's why I, I think you go back to it when we are kind of asking for well what happens now how come there's no update how right. come this how come that because we don't know what the hell we're talking about that's probably why and that's that's refreshing to hear that conversation it is and it's refreshing to hear the perspective of yeah. an expert for yeah. sure and I, then you immediately go back to seeing the videos and seeing his teammates and seeing the the look of fear on somebody like uh, stefan Diggs's face who you know who wouldn't have a, a, a look of fear on their face who wouldn't look like virtually every player on that field last night that when it happened this was not a these guys have been playing football forever you're used to seeing guys get hurt right i, I said it earlier that you know guy gets hurt practice move it move the drill up 10 yards get the thumbs that, up from right the guy. Yeah, that's you... not what this was this was this is different this is scary this is nine minutes of cpr being administered on the field this is something that none of Canceled these guys have ever seen yeah i mean just use that as an example they stopped an NFL game and, and it's the right thing to do but that's very out of the ordinary sure. for that sport so just adds to that uh to that situation yeah it did it, it was very very difficult for for everybody and in particular for his teammates and NFL players uh we'll get the NFL player perspective coming up next Kirk Morrison joins us on Travis and Sliwa 710 ESPN With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so still waiting for more official word um, from the Hamlin family, from the NFL, from the Buffalo Bills, from anybody that, that may have some information uh, along the way. Um, still kind of where we were as of about 9, 10 o'clock last night, Al, which is he's in the hospital, he's in critical condition, and he's been sedated. We still don't have uh, any new information on that. Obviously, one of the big... Um, components of this story was the reaction of his teammates and and the the fear that you could see on, on a number of their faces and you know their brother was down and in, in, in real trouble medically speaking um joined right now by kirk morrison who i do the uh rams pre-half and post with i've been doing that for the last several years and kirk you and i have talked a, a number of times about compartmentalization and, and professional athletes ability to focus on the task at hand and, and last night that entire thing was kind of shattered last night when we saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin where everybody in that building was terribly concerned for a, a, a fallen comrade oh man absolutely um and great to be with you fellas as always uh last night was, was pretty crazy um if you really think about just what kind of transpired throughout the whole day um you had you know basically New Year's Day happened and then you had probably one of the most unbelievable days of football, January 2nd. You know, you woke up with, you know, USC playing in the Cotton Bowl versus Tulane. And I know you, Travis, had a chance to be down in Pasadena for the Rose Bowl between Penn State and Utah. And it was all a precursor to probably one of the biggest football games in mm -hmm. the NFL that we hadn't seen in a long time where you had two teams that combined wins were we only seen it one other time in NFL history playing in a game that meant a lot for so many people. And then you throw in the fantasy football element. You had everything involved in this game. And literally with one play, mm -hmm. one play, football didn't matter anymore. Like football playing the rest of the game, nothing mattered anymore because of what occurred with DeMar Hamlin. Um, you know, was hit, I mean, sorry, was making a routine tackle of T. Higgins. Goes to the ground, gets right back up, and immediately collapses. And immediately the faces of the players on the field, um, the, the, their faces told the story of what was happening. And you just automatically knew that this was different. This wasn't a guy who got injured, had a, you know, a, an issue, and he gets on the cart and he puts the thumb up, right? Or he waves at the crowd and lets everybody know, I'm okay. This was not that case. This was something that the NFL has not seen before. Or for me, for sure, I have not seen in my years of playing football from Pop Warner High School, college, NFL. 
hadn't seen this before. And so you're left sort of stunned. You're left, for me, just kind of stuck. And it really hit home as, you know, Monday nights I watch football and, you know, my daughter walks in and she says, why aren't they playing football? I said, oh, well, somebody's injured. She's like, oh, why are they all around him? I said, well, they're they're hoping that he's going to be okay. Well, why is he not okay? Hmm. And so it hits hard because you're trying to explain to a six-year-old what just transpired on the field that I don't know if he's going to be okay or not. I just know that they're not going to play football the rest of the night. So, so many emotions last night as an analyst, as a former player, Hmm. and then more importantly, how does the NFL move on? I mean, there is no right way of how they move on. We already know that there will not be a continuation of the game from week 18, sorry, week 17 between obviously Buffalo and Cincinnati. So what does the NFL do? It, that's that's even bigger because we're still trying to keep our focus on DeMar Hamlin, but we all know the business of the National Football League will go on, but at what point and how? Kirk, I, I'm curious. You know, we had we chatted with DeMarco a little bit earlier, and I, I'm I, I kind of the perspective of a former player and how close – what is that brotherhood? What is that fraternity like in the NFL where – you see somebody like you mentioned. It doesn't have to be this specific instance, but you guys are obviously so connected, and you guys can view things differently than just a regular fan. Um, what what is that brotherhood like? What is that fraternity like? And how how closely connected are these NFL players and coaches? Yeah, I think every year, Alan, it's always a different year, but it's always a brotherhood. I've always said the NFL offseason starts in April. And when April all the way through January, now when the season ends, I can honestly say that every guy next to you is your brother. You spend more time with your teammates than you do your own family. That's why I always say that's my brother because I see the dude every single day. We eat lunch together. We go to practice together. We get in the cold tub, the hot tub. We see the trainers together. I mean, we eat dinners together. Like you, you, We get on the plane together. You become a brotherhood. And so for last night, Monday Night Football, just the image, the video of Stephon Diggs, the receiver for the Buffalo Bills, walking inside of or trying to walk inside the UC Medical Center, just to say, because I, I need to be there for my brother. I need to make sure that he's okay. I need to make sure that he's he's doing fine. Because without that, it is hard for any person, let alone those Buffalo Bills players, to move on, to turn the page and try to play football again. I, I talked to, you know, I played for Buffalo my last two years in the National Football League. I talked to their sideline reporter, Sal Capaccio, this morning. And he just said, Kirk, this is just the type of year that we've been having. All our thoughts and prayers are with DeMar Hamlin, but – you think about what's going on in Buffalo in May. They have a racially motivated shooting at a at a grocery store, right? Then they throughout the season, a couple guys have season-ending injuries to their neck. One was carted off. Oh, they had a game that was moved due to snow, and they had to play it in Detroit. They actually go on to a game and they come back, and it's 15 feet of snow. 40 people died in Buffalo because of freezing cold Mm. temperatures who were locked in their car 
some people who didn't get a chance to get back at home for Christmas, how crazy the weather was. And then you get to the biggest game of the Buffalo Bills season, and this happens. So you talk about a team that's had to deal with a lot. My thoughts and prayers go not only with DeMar Hamlin, his family, but also to that Buffalo Bills organization. Kirk Morrison joining us here on Travis and Slewa. And Kirk, obviously, I, even the question isn't, have you ever been on a field when something like this has happened? Nobody has been on a field when something like this has happened until last night. But have there been any instances where you have had the game be stopped for a long period of time? And, and take us through what it's like as a player seeing one of your fallen teammates one of your your brothers in this league and, and you mentioned it a second ago and we've been talking about it. You, you get the thumbs up you get the wave like hey look I'm, I'm hurt but I'm gonna right. be okay and the the relief that comes along with seeing that moment and the fact that the, the none of the guys none of us got to see that moment last night with DeMar Hamlin and and that's the hard part that's that's the part that I've never witnessed I've never seen I, I've seen some bad injuries on the field I've seen bad injuries at practice and as a player, you're kind of programmed to an injury happens and the player's face is, I'm okay, or he's conscious. You can see him visually. Yeah, you know, tough situation, tough circumstances. You know he's going to be okay. And so you move the drill up 15 yards and you keep practice going on, Travis. That's, yep. that's the way you're programmed. But this was different. This was different because there was no, you know, a, a, a signal. There, there was no wave. There was that no thumbs up. So you didn't have an understanding of what was taking place. There was no football going to be played last night after what occurred. And so in my years, I've seen bad injuries and you immediately call to – the, the the sidelines, you immediate call to the, the 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 doctors to come over, and you know one of my good friends and I've known him for a long time when I was down in San Diego in college and my early parts in the NFL. Former doctor for the uh, Chargers was uh, Dr. David Chow, and he he would always say this, and you kind of say people like that's that's a crazy thing to say, but it's true. The safest place for an injury of this occurrence to happen is actually on the football field mm. because of all the medical people who are there in place, the defibrillators on both sidelines, the amount of doctor personnel. You know, we always look at the sideline, Travis and Allen. We always see all of these guys, and you're like, well, some of them are coaches, but the rest of them are medical personnel people mm -hmm. who are there for events like this. This happens anywhere else. We're probably grieving for DeMar Hamlin. But because this happened on an NFL field where they actually prepare for events like this, they actually go through protocols and have um, a way of making sure if anything like this happens, there are steps in place to make sure they save someone's life. And I give a credit to the Bills, obviously their organization, their their um, medical staff, but more importantly, the Cincinnati Bengals medical staff, mm. that they saved his life. And then we're hoping that that continues and that he uh, we get an update soon, hopefully, that he's uh, in, 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 in full recovery. Kirk Morrison taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sleeva Show. Kirk, um, I'm curious just to get your perspective on this. Where are you with... 
you know, 10, 15 years ago, I think the NFL was the, the way it was played. And Travis and I spent a little time on this where, you know, that 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 hit that laid somebody out. It was all over the highlights and it was NFL films doing whatever they can and highlighting it. H- how do you feel about where the NFL is today from a safety perspective? And um, and and you might look at it the other way. How far are they from? Um, continuing to make the game as safe as possible at the same time, you know, obviously keeping the entertainment there. Uh, this is as safe as our game has ever been, I think, on multiple levels. Um, I think, obviously, on the college level, um, targeting is a real thing. Um, players are ejected from the game, and you're suspended for the next game. And that has definitely seen the amount of hits dramatically decrease are there still instances of big hits yes they're always going to occur uh, occur in a high contact violent sport like football but to the percentages they have been down same with the nfl i've seen more ejections in the nfl this year than i've ever seen in my career mm. ever since i've been covering the NFL. how many times are we now seeing a guy make a hit and he's gone he's ejected so we've seen fines go up we've now seen ejections And obviously we laugh at sometimes some of the calls of roughing the passer, but it's for instances like this to keep passers upright, to keep the collisions and the impact down. So I would say this. I think that the NFL game is probably as safe as it actually has been in its history because of the precautions that they've made and they've taken in order to get these helmet-to-helmet contact type of hits or the lowering of the helmet, taking this out of the game completely. Kirk Morrison joining us here on Travis and Slew. And Kirk, last one for me, and, and I asked DeMarco the same question. I'm curious to, to get your thoughts on it. You guys played a sport that is inherently dangerous, high-speed collisions, big, strong, fast guys trying to run into each other. You know, DeMarco said that you know, most of us spend our lives trying to avoid collisions, and on Sundays, yeah. you guys would go out there and seek them yeah, out. Embrace it. Um, did Every time you put on a, a football uniform, did you understand that this was as dangerous as it apparently is? Is this something that crossed your mind? Or when you'd snap on that helmet and you went out there, you, you can't think about things like that? Never thought about it. Never. I think Ryan Clark, our colleague at ESPN, said it best last night. You tell me at someone at 24 who doesn't think that they're invincible. Mm. I'm talking about just regular life. We're not even talking about football. I'm just talking about life. Think about the things you did at 24, 22, 23, right? You, you feel like sure. man, the world is happy to have me. Hmm. They better embrace me, <laughs> let alone go out there on the football field. I know You never even think about things like that. But as you get older, you do start to think about those things. You start to think about family and friends and being available to them. And I think that, you know, this is something I tweeted about uh, last night, Travis and Allen. Look, uh, if you go to my Twitter page, at Kirk Morrison, I tweet, there's three games, actually a couple more. I've had a, I'd have a hard time playing in a game this week if I was an active player. Any player well, in the league, Kirk, all 32 teams? In a game that doesn't have any meaning. Mm. Carolina plays New Orleans for what? <laughs> what are they playing for? Right. They're both eliminated, could care less about the game. Um, Houston and Indianapolis are playing this weekend. What are they playing for? Houston, come on now. They're the worst team in the NFL. I even go a step further. Tampa Bay, who's already clinched, they take on, um, I believe, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, 
Atlanta has nothing to play for. Mm. Tampa Bay, even though they're in the playoffs, their seeding doesn't change. So, you know what I mean? Like, here I am as a guy. I go put my body on the line after what I just saw on Monday night. I'm thinking about that. I don't know if I'll have closure by the time the game comes, and yet I'm supposed to go out there and play in a game that it really has no bearing on what happens whether we win or lose. That's going to be the difficult part about this week. In the NFL, they have to figure some things out because a lot was riding on last night's game. And not being insensitive to DeMar Hamlin, fellas, we're talking about seedings. We're talking about playoffs. The most important part of the NFL season, we just know a Super Bowl is going to be played on February 12th. How they get there will be very interesting, and we'll find out probably in the next 24, 48 hours. Kirk Morrison joining us here on Travis. Kirk, appreciate your time Thanks, today, Kirk. and uh, I'll talk to you this weekend. Travis Allen, always a pleasure, fellas, always. You got it. Yeah, he brings up an interesting point, and we can come back. We can talk about it a little yeah, bit on the yeah. other side. This this point of, hey, listen, there are a bunch of games this weekend that do not have any meaning. There. I mean, there, I guess there's draft order and things like that, but never mind what the league does. What do some of the players do? What, mm-hmm. Just if for who, for what, to quote Allen Iverson, right? They'd come back and, and talk about what maybe some individual choices may be heading into Week 18 of the NFL season. Plus, you will hear from whole bunch of other people, including Ryan Clark as well. That's all straight ahead. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thought it was interesting, Al, to mm-hmm. listen to Kirk, to listen to DeMarco, who we spoke with earlier today. And I asked them both the same question, and they give totally different answers. That, you know, this idea of, hey, listen, what you guys did for a living is inherently dangerous, right? They're... You know, knocking on wood, no one's going to smash into us doing the show, right? No one is going to physically harm us doing the show while we sit here and talk about sports every day. There are Football occupations players, that are yes. different. Yeah. And, and, and I said to me, DeMarco said, every time I went out there, I knew this might be the last time I do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And Kirk said, never crossed my mind. And I get both of them. I get both of them because you know, I think I would go into the Kirk mode that if I started thinking about it, I could never go do it. But I certainly understand where DeMarco is coming from, knowing these are 300-pound guys that are really fast and really strong and very aggressive, and, and they are not looking to avoid contact. They yep. seek it out. And, and they get rewarded happen. for it. Of course. Right? And that's part of their livelihood is, um, hey, if, if, if I look like the biggest and the baddest at my position, 
I'm going to get a contract that's going to feed my family and everything else. And you're right, their answers were very different. DeMarco mentioned you try to hype yourself up for it. Mm -hmm. You know, he talked about Aaron Donald that when you hear him playing this whatever type of music in the background, he's trying to he's trying to take himself to another level. He knows that who he's got to go up against, they're doing the same thing to go against him. And you're right, occupation-wise, for us to sit here, and this is kind of, it's always kind of fascinating to me, we sit here and we're so critical about what we watch, what we see in sports and everything else, and we have, you know, the perspective of where they're coming from is so limited, DeMarco and Kirk can kind of help Share what some of that sure. could look like on the field or on a basketball court. It was really difficult to watch, and it obviously continues to be difficult to today um, because we don't really know a whole lot more today that we didn't know last night. He is still in the hospital in Cincinnati. He is still in critical condition. He has been sedated um, by doctors, and that's what we knew last night. We knew that he was struck in the chest. Uh, T. Higgins was carrying the ball. He he stood in there and delivered a tackle. He stood up and then fell right down again. Um, this is Dr. Jonathan Reiner, who was on CNN earlier today, and, and without examining um, Demar Hamlin, without you know yeah. having at, this this is speculative. But tell me if this doesn't sound exactly like what we saw last night. This is a, a life-threatening uh, event. Almost certainly what, what happened, uh, Mr. Hamlin, is something called commotio cordis, which is basically a cardiac arrest caused by a you know, sharp blow to the chest at precisely the wrong moment. The heart is governed by electrical impulses, and if the heart is struck at basically the wrong millisecond in the usual cycle of these electrical impulses, it can cause... Uh, a catastrophic arrhythmia called ventricular fibrillation. And that would take about six seconds for the person to pass out. And when you look at the tape, Mr. Hamlin made the tackle. He got hit in the chest. He got hit right over the heart, got hit in the left side of the chest. That was the blow. Uh, he got up one or two seconds later, and one or two seconds later, he collapsed. And that's how long it takes for you to pass out after your heart fibrillates. The heart beats in a coordinated fashion. When the heart fibrillates, when the ventricle, the big, thick pumping chamber of the heart fibrillates, instead of squeezing rhythmically and hard, it quivers. And when the heart muscle quivers, it can't pump blood. And when it can't pump blood, the blood pressure drops to zero. And that takes about six seconds. And that's almost exactly the time frame for Mr. Hamlin to go down again. That's Dr. Jonathan Reiner, who was on CNN earlier this morning, explaining what could have been the cause of Demar Hamlin's cardiac arrest. And I mean, it's kind of eerie, spot on. Yeah, the explanation. This is yeah. what happens, and this is how it progresses, and mm -hmm. this is ultimately um, the the result of that. Now we're waiting to find out what happens next. We're waiting to find out. Um, we, we've heard from some other people that you know people that have suffered this injury make full recoveries. We there the opposite has happened as well. Um, we're still just waiting, and I think that's what's been such a challenge for, for me, Al, today is trying very hard not to assume the worst, trying to remain optimistic, and trying to just be empathetic to everybody that was involved in that last night, in particular to DeMar Hamlin himself and, and his immediate family and his teammates. Yeah, I, listen, we, we have – we'll do our best, and, um, and you know all the show's kind of similar theme. We'll do our best to – 
share the information and get clips like this, but just kind of looking at the last 15 hours, you're kind of like trying to put this whole thing together. Mm-hmm. We have not, we don't have really an example of this, at least in the NFL, at least in sports. I know I don't, and but my timetable is so much. To us. Chris Pronger played in the yeah. NHL, got hit with a puck mm-hmm. in in assuming right. the, the same, the same spot and mm-hmm. made a full recovery. And, mm-hmm. and you know, again, was it happened in a game? So he's surrounded by medical professionals who were able to administer the proper treatments to him as quickly as possible. It made a full recovery. That does not mean it does not not mean that Demar yeah. Hamlin may or yeah. may not have a similar result. But there is hope for optimism at least. Well, and and what I, I think when. Everything went down yesterday. There was this, hey, can we get some reassurance? Mm-hmm. Hey, can we get a little bit of information? It's going to happen. You know, it, it always happens. You're on Twitter. You refresh. Something comes out. Some type of news comes out. Nothing's really come out. So you are right that your mind can wander and it can go in different places. And this is just two dudes that have a perspective of their own. Can't imagine for those who are actually close. I, I think for a lot of people, and I think this is why for the players at least – observing it from a distance was so difficult to watch is we've seen players in the NFL be badly injured before like not just orthopedic injuries you know torn ACLs or broken arms and legs which you know unfortunately in the NFL is not uncommon it, it happens fairly regularly we don't see a player go down to where an ambulance comes onto the field very often thank goodness in the instances where that has happened far more often than not as the player is being removed from the field or on the cart or in the ambulance, you get the thumbs up, you get the wave, you get the hey, I'm, I'm, we're gonna, we're gonna be all right. That that didn't happen last night. I think was part of the reason the players were as distraught as they were. That they didn't get a chance to you know pat them on the shoulder and and say hey, okay, we, you know, hang in there. We're gonna see you here in a few days. That we're still in this area of uncertainty is difficult for you and me imagine how difficult it's got to be for the members of his family for the buffalo's bills and 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 i i want to honestly put the Bengals in there as well maybe they don't know demar hamlin as well as his teammates in buffalo do but just being in proximity of a of a of an accident like that has to be terribly upsetting yeah there was um i i think the the faces on the players and the coaches that that says everything, right? Like you've like had T. Higgins, like you're not responsible for that, but just ha- yeah. being there when it happens, I can't imagine for the sure. whole thing. Yeah, and and you know he had put something on Twitter as well as has so much of the NFL community putting out thoughts and prayers. And, and besides NFL community, I mean LeBron was asked about it in the post game show yesterday. Um, so I just have that. to give if, if and you yeah. feel and and the point that I was trying to make is that um, ultimately. You could tell that by the players' reactions on the field yesterday that it was different, that it wasn't a normal circumstance, that it wasn't, like like you said, everybody's kind of looking for that thumbs up, and you're just kind of acting on their reaction. And, you know, like I mentioned, uh, that's uh, – you got nothing to nothing to um, compare it to. Here's LeBron James talking about DeMar Hamlin. I've seen the play, but I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, my, my thoughts and, and – Super prayers goes up to the skies above for that kid's family, for him, for, you know, that brotherhood of the NFL and everybody a part of the NFL family. It's definitely the right call by either whoever made that call, Roger, Roger Goodell, or whoever had an opportunity, the authority to make that call, to suspend that. Uh, the safety of our of players in, in all sports is always the most important. So, you know, it's a, it was a terrible thing to see. And, and I wish, uh, you know, nothing but the best for that kid, uh, for the city. Uh, of Buffalo for the franchise of the Bills 
um, and like I said, for the rest of the NFL too as well, and also the Bengals that was there, um, and, you know, playing in that game. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the NFL. I'm a huge fan of football. And, you know, you, you never want to see anything like that happen, um, even in that, the type of competition that they're playing in. You know, listening to LeBron, I, I think he's right. And because when the accident took place, they were playing. There they're, seemed they're the, to be at best, Al, mm-hmm. at best, some confusion as to what was going to happen next. At best. Yeah. Now, it may have taken a little bit long. And people on Twitter, like we're talking about, you know, they obviously are going to, a lot of people. The first run 30 there. minutes, sure. you could just see. Sure. Yeah. That there's no way. And in retrospect, of course, there was no way you're going to re- resume that game. But in the moment, it may have taken a little bit longer than anybody would have liked to have come to the decision that they ultimately yeah. did. But yeah. they did come to the right decision. Mm-hmm. Because, look, I, I'm just guessing here even if the absolute worst decision was made nope hey listen guys this has playoff ramifications seeding ramifications it's the second to last week of the season you have to finish this game even if that were the decision that was made i don't think the players would have gone back out there I, I think it would have been out of the league's hands or the PA or whoever's responsible for ultimately making that. Yeah. I think the players would say, look, you can tell me to go out there all you want. I'm not going to play football right mm-hmm. now. Do you not just see what happens? I don't I don't I don't want to take credit away from anybody, but there really was no other choice to make. The man was had his was fighting for his life in the middle of the field on Monday night football. You're not just gonna have the ambulance drive away and have guys do a ten minute warm up session and play again. There was no possible way to resume that game. Yeah, and I think that's why we kind of go back to this of and even Kirk kind of mentioned it that what do you do from here? And I we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. I, I don't know. And and to be honest with you, who really cares, yeah, right? Like that for today, for sure. The time will come, yeah, and and it will happen, and it will get figured out, and it will get organized, and the NFL will continue as always. And um, whether that's this Saturday, I think you said what are there two games? Two on games Saturday? on Saturday. Whether it's Saturday or it's Sunday or it's, it's it will come. But I think a lot of it does have to do with just the timing of it. There was no there was no point yesterday. Where can you? The, I mean, really, no, I can't. Can, I mean, so that, that's, no, no one that's can, why. Right? That's why. Like, I, it was kind of interesting seeing all the energy going to that conversation on Twitter. I'm like, guys, no one's gonna. It's not happening, right. you know. And I, I think everybody. I think if you really took a step back and you, you know, you uh, you thought about it, it's not going to happen. And that that was kind of the the two parts of Twitter yesterday. And it's just, it is what it is. You have an incredible amount of support. And you have an incredible amount of praying and positivity towards it. And then you have just kind of the other random side of it. And that's going to happen. Also something that this is something not even related to this necessarily, but things like this remind you too of like how important it is to know the signs of a heart attack, to know CPR, things like that that can save people's lives. So I think that even if this is just the worst possible outcome, at least there's something to like, okay, this, here's how we can help and prevent things like this in the future. He he was immediately attended to, and I mean, you really, short of having it happen in a hospital, there's probably no better scenario know, surrounded you know, it's, by doctors. It's, it's, I never even thought about that, and Kirk yeah. was mentioning, Kirk's like, no, yeah. there's if something like this is going to happen, if it happens on a football field, where else in life do you have seven, eight, nine, cardiologists, emergency people. medical personnel, yeah. like just defibrillators and, and p- trained professionals mm. to deal with emergency situations? It was it, the best situation in a 
absolutely horrible situation. All right, I saw Mace uh, around a second ago. He's going to come in. We'll do a little crosstalk along the way. I believe Momo's in for him as well. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're uh, continuing to react. Um, No new news on DeMar Hamlin. I I did mention this a little bit earlier, and this uh, is really, you know, you try to kind of find, all right, is there a positive that we can talk about? DeMar Hamlin started, this was back in college, started a toy drive and a charity for a toy drive for his local community. And there was a goal to reach $2,500 and this is kind of shows obviously the power of um, people, the power of those who are trying to do good. It's up to four point four million dollars donated in really you could say the last twelve hours or so. It has over a hundred and sixty two thousand members who have donated over this past twelve, fourteen hours, whatever it is. T Raj, I'm just kind of going over that. That that's remarkable. Just remarkable. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stories right now going on about that, how those are, um, you know, obviously people are trying to uh, help in any way they can, and that's one way they're helping. Yeah, it's remarkable. Remember that, you, you know, mentioned it, you, you want to help, like, what can I do, what, what can, can I do, do and for sure. you're kind of thinking and in your head. So I, I, I just, it would be nice if we treated each other as nicely under normal circumstances. You're right. No, that, that part's pie in the sky stuff, but... That's uh, true. It, I, I keep coming back to the same thing, and I feel, I, I don't feel, I have been... Repeat. We have been repeating ourselves a lot today because there is just a, a lack of new information that what we knew last night, um, shortly after the incident had happened, which was he had suffered cardiac arrest. He was administered CPR on the field for about nine minutes. He was put into an ambulance and taken to a local hospital where he is sedated and where he has uh, been listed in critical condition. That is true at a little bit before 1 o'clock here on Tuesday afternoon, which was true about 9 o'clock last night on a Monday night. And just, you know, closing in on 20-some-odd hours, a little bit less than that, I guess, of really nothing new than the speculation starts and well what 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 does it the fact that we haven't heard anything what does that mean could it be good could, could it be bad could it right. be this could it be that and and i, and I want to play this again mm-hmm. because this is dr benjamin abella who was with uh max kellerman and jay williams this morning and and this is something really that interesting deals with this sort of injury and treating patients that have suffered this sort of injury and hear him tell it 
even even a professional doesn't quite know how this thing goes in these moments immediately after. Yeah, so, so brain function and survival track pretty closely. And what I mean by that is the longer you're down, the less chance of survival. And if you do survive, the more risk of brain injury. So it, it's really, uh, unfortunately, going to be touch and go. He was down long enough that there is a significant risk of brain injury. Now, that said, I do this work for a living, and I see many patients in his exact situation make full recovery. So it is at least possible. Uh, I can't say probable or not. There's so many factors. For example, the quality of CPR has a big role. What his underlying condition may have been that caused the cardiac arrest will play an important role. So so there's many factors that we are not yet fully aware of, and I'm, I'm sure the physicians in Cincinnati will be forthcoming in, in the next few days. I will say this, that it will take days. Brain recovery from cardiac arrest is slow, and I suspect we actually may not learn much more today on his condition. Patients are usually comatose. They're usually in an ICU setting. They're often sedated. And the care for the brain after cardiac arrest occurs over several days. One of the key treatments is something known as targeted temperature management, where the brain is actually cooled slightly, and this improves the healing process. Getting it. Again, that's Dr. Benjamin Abella speaking on uh, Max Kellerman and Jay Williams' show this morning. Um, it, it makes you feel a little better that the, these outcomes can be all over the place. Some mm-hmm. are full recovery. Some are, are not nearly as as good. But it takes multiple days that, that this void of information yeah. is not atypical that this is this is what it takes that you need that, why don't we have info why right, isn't this right, you know that, we kind of tell ourselves what, that, what, yeah. what are you not telling us what, mm-hmm. what what do you know that you're not willing to it could simply just be they don't know yet that mm-hmm. they're trying to assess exactly where he is injury wise they're trying to exactly assess where he is brain function wise if there has been any sort of brain trauma how much and is it recoverable these are things that experts are working through right now these are the things that they're trying to get figured out and we're waiting and and we're waiting to see what happens next some of the, the the smaller and certainly less significant portions of of the events from last night that we do have some clarity on um, the game will not be resumed this week. Yep. The NFL made the decision that they are not going to resume uh, uh, the game where it was left off last night. That this weekend's Week 18 schedule will be played as scheduled. Um, far less important than the health of Demar Hamlin, but I, somebody somewhere is trying to figure out what yeah, do yeah. you do? What, yeah. You know, do do you just kind of say, okay, we're just the game never happened mm-hmm. and we just move on? These teams only played 16, or if this happened in week seven or 10 or even 14 or 15, there would be a little bit of a window to maybe try to yep. get something done. But this just a, the, the, the lay of the schedule out makes that almost impossible. And, and this is just, you know, sports information, right? Eventually they're going to try to figure out um, what the, uh, what the Buffalo Bills will do. Mm-hmm. They got a game, I think um, they're against the Patriots on Sunday. Bengals have a game against Baltimore, uh, scheduled for Sunday. Okay, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. It, and some of that stuff will get figured out, and um, I don't have the answer. We know it will eventually happen, and that will come in time, and the timing is everything, and I don't think the time was yesterday. I don't feel like the time is today, and 
maybe, hopefully, we get some information on Hamlin, and that's the the part that's most important, and everything else will figure itself out. Like Kirk mentioned to us a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. there there are a handful of games this weekend that have implications on seeding and and you know playoff positions, whether you get one or not. There's also a lot of games that are yeah. virtually meaningless. I guess that there might be some draft order, you yeah. know. Uh, ramifications involved in this but the one that he used carolina and new orleans they're both out <laughs> they're you know they're they both have very similar records just to try to turn the page and say okay let's go do it again is a uh is a very different situation by the way just also just kind yeah. of throw it out there you don't know how players are going to react to for could sure be very easily players that decide no I, i'm not ready to do this and that time will come yep for sure all right obviously a uh, little bit of a different day today than we yep. were expecting to have but ramona and steve are here time for a little super crosstalk all right so as mentioned um i was excited to get the chance to see all of you again talking to you mace in particular about the cotton bowl yesterday yes. and everything that was going on but different circumstances have very arisen different. and we've had a very different show today needless to say happy new year to both of you it's good to see you guys again uh good to see you guys hope the new year was good absolutely absolutely so let's just kind of throw it out there mace when you were were you watching the game yeah, last night yeah. as it happened and yep. what, what kind of went through your head you know what's weird is the the hit was so ordinary yes it was such a it was such just i mean he tackled t higgins was basically what happened and it wasn't one of those situations where, I mean, it wasn't Joe Theismann. It wasn't no. Alex Smith. It wasn't any of those things where you would think about continuing the game. And they did continue with the game in those situations. I have never seen anything as chilling as mm-hmm. him on the field knowing that he was getting CPR. Um, you know, that hit, I, I think I... I was thinking over the weekend, you know, that, that hit probably happens 200 times a weekend. At yeah. least. Yeah. At least. It, it, it's a hit that has happened tens of thousands of times over the course of the history of the NFL. Yeah. Tens of, of college football, of high school football. Yeah. And, On and, the ball, and, off the ball. There's collisions in every play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was the one that had this particular result. It took a moment to process it almost. Wait, it can't be that hit right there because it was – Typical, yeah. you know, atypical result, but the actual contact itself was pretty typical. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way when you, um, like when you, I was, I was actually at the Clippers Heat game last night, and so we had just finished with Eric Spolstra pregame mm-hmm. coaches conversations, and and then people started texting about it on Twitter and or texting about it or whatever. You saw the play, and I was standing there with this person from the Miami Heat, and they said, "Yeah, it was you know the the team doctors were kind of looking around, and everybody were." kind of wondering what you know what 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 this was and we didn't have the the tv broadcast to fill it in but um you know when you see like a you drive by a car accident and you see somebody on you know and you tell something really bad happened and it's just hard to you can't shake that Mm -hmm. like that's just in your head you know for a long time afterwards and it's on some level we know that there is danger associated with anything you do in life like anything you drive down the street and mm-hmm. playing football, that anything like this can happen at any time. But because, the, like I heard Kirk saying earlier, like I've never seen this happen. Like apparently this does happen. This, like a, a sudden trauma like that can mm-hmm. can cause your heart to Yeah, I mean, to you mentioned like who was the hockey player? Uh, Chris Pronger. Yeah. Chris Pronger. Yeah, um, he yeah. was hit with a puck in, yeah. in during the course of a game. Yeah. It resulted in something eerily similar Almost to this. Yeah. Exactly. Made a full recovery. Again, was in. 
<laughs> it feels odd to say it this way, but it was in the right place at the right time yeah. in the sense of surrounded by medical professionals, surrounded Correct. by people who know how to respond Quickly. to an emergency yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we're saying the same thing about DeMar Hamlin in a few yeah. days. Hopefully I mean, we're all doing the same thing. It's really hard to to, to uh, see something like that, right? And and just go on. Like I, they played the basketball game afterwards. All those right. guys, like, you know, they, they played and... And uh, and it was it's it kind of makes you feel weird going about your day afterwards. Even. You know, it was the other thing I think that magnifies it all is that it was like the game yeah. of the weekend. Yeah, sure. yep. it was Isolated the game, game that yep. we all were watching mm-hmm. because it was for you know for the AFC yeah, number one two really seed. Good team, yep. sure. And so I, I think everybody was tuned into it, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so magnified and t- has touched so mm. many people is that there was a gigantic audience for that game. Yeah. In retrospect. I mean, obviously, they were not going to continue that game. No, but it, no. it, it, it did seem like for a moment there, there was some uncertainty about, hey, what do we do? For all the reasons right. that you said, th- this is an important game. This does determine seedings. This does determine a, a variety of different things. I, maybe the timeline was a little bit slower than anybody would have hoped for in the moment. But, but, it, it, I, re- but I, I they heard, got it right. I heard some criticism right. of that. You know what? It, it, you they got want, it right. You want to process that information, yeah. right? Yeah, you want to sure. make instant. decisions both from the field and from uh, New York yeah. and collaborate on that and decide exactly what the 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 best way forward is. I think they were always going to reach that conclusion. Correct. Um, but it did take them a little while, and that's okay. They were being thoughtful. They were being sensitive. They were being smart mm-hmm. about about what happened um, and recognizing that so so I read an article, apparently the audience or the crowd there just became stone cold, still mm. and quiet. Mm. The The crowd knew that something out of the ordinary had happened and something terrible yeah. had happened. I was at the Rose Bowl yesterday and uh, Cam Rising, the quarterback for Utah, yeah. is running with the ball. Yep. And you see him get hit hard. Mm-hmm. And I had my binoculars with me. And so you kind of, and you could see him talking to the trainers. He was obviously in a great deal of pain. Sure. But he was coherent. And he was talking. He said, okay, yep. they're going to move him off. They're going to bring in the backup. And yep. this game will continue. And we get so used to seeing. Players, players get hurt. Get hurt yes. to especially it. in football, where yeah. you get banged up. Yep. And maybe you know, maybe it's bad. Maybe it like you mentioned, Mace, maybe it's a broken leg. Maybe it's a you know a dislocated shoulder. It could be something terribly painful, but you're not worried about the the life of the person that's Correct. been injured. Correct. That's what last night it went from okay, he's hurt, maybe he fainted or we, we, you don't right, know. You don't know. To, They've been working on him for nine minutes doing CPR. To I don't know how and to. You're seeing react the reaction of the every reaction from the NFL players player was just and the coaches. Yeah, the, it, they were circled up. Mm-hmm. They were. I mean, well, also like, have you ever? Have you see, like the the woman I was talking to from the Miami Heat she said they were at this hotel in, I don't know if it was Denver, or Salt Lake, and she, they saw somebody get hit by a car, like yeah. literally, and the team bus was leaving. And you saw it, like you heard, like you saw somebody get really, really hurt. And she's like, I keep calling there to find out, like, what mm. happened to that person. Like, there's this when you see something that horrific live, like you can't sleep after. You can't. Have you process ever covered that. an event where somebody's been? I saw Paul George when he broke his leg. Like I was yeah. right there. Yeah. And Paul George ran into the um, 
stanchion and yep. UNLV, and like yep. you saw his, I saw his leg break. I mean, it was yeah. just, just terrible. But it's a totally different thing seeing a horrific injury. Like you feel terrible about that. You're sick about it. It's awful. But this is life and death. That's like a complete. This is like you can't as human beings we all know that those risks are out there every time we step outside our doors or even inside our doors like bad things happen all the time but we somehow find a way to go about our lives and 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 compartmentalize somehow but then when you see something so awful right there and the entire nation is watching it like yes you kind of just have to sit up straight and process it for a little while and, like and you, you don't can't get... just compartmentalize and move on i don't even know how those guys are gonna it'll be hard for them to play next week tomorrow, right. but and they you, will and you don't they, get the you, know. you don't get the assurance right like right. we were talking about it it's just so common in sports or common in the yeah. nfl that if a stretcher comes out and a player is that badly injured they give that thumbs, thumbs up, up or they yeah. give that yeah. you you have that and you clearly, obviously, were not going to get that yesterday. Right. So it did leave, like you were saying, and then Spolstra's done, and you get all the information, and now you got to go. You don't want to go do any of that. So I'm sure a lot of the players yeah, kind of felt there to, I was there to like go talk to some people for a LeBron story I'm going to do. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to some Miami Heat people. Like I was going to grab Udonis Haslam and some, you know, maybe Spo after his press conference, and I was like. I kind of feel like a jerk, like mm. trying to yuck it up about yeah. LeBron and his, his scoring record. Right, right now, you, you know. You, <laughs> like, well, like, going yeah. back to Especially what you those, said, you know, that look, they're they're scheduled to play a game this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't know. As how, of this, as of this moment, mm-hmm. nothing has changed. Right, there's going to be somebody on that team, m- multiple somebodies. I, I can't play today. Yeah, I, I can't do, and, and and it's the most human thing in the world. Sure, to to I I just saw somebody who, worst case, is my teammate. Yeah, my friend, mm-hmm. my brother, somebody mm-hmm. that I love, yeah. Yeah. somebody that I that is fighting for their life, and hopefully by the time we get to the weekend, we have some clarity and it's good news. But I I would certainly understand the impulse to say like I just can't go out there and do this, and yeah, I, I you just use the word that I I'm incredibly amazed by professional athletes i've said this to demarco i've said this to kirk to key all the guys that i know that have played professional sports i think the thing that they're better at than regular people like we are is compartmentalization yeah i'm not worried about what happened two days ago i'm not worried about what's going to happen two days from now i'm worried about today sure and and i need to get ready to do this today i don't know how you get that out of your mind even for five minutes much less three hours to play a game plus he was and i was watching the espn buffalo bills uh reporter who happened to be in and went they flew to cincinnati and she was talking about how beloved that he was or is in that locker room Mm -hmm. for that team and i don't know if you saw this or not but he was having a toy drive yeah. For uh, the now city, do you have the latest numbers? The city of Pittsburgh. Last time I saw it, they had raised over $4 million. 4.6 now. 4.6 million. 162,000 people have donated. Wow. Wow. Extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary. And a beloved guy, apparently in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin Mike has Tomlin talked was about talking it. about him, yeah. too. I, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Emily brought this up about watching sports where there is inherent violence sure. like football yeah. right and and seeing something that is as emotionally upsetting as what we saw last night is does it change the way that you and for me something like this and i'm gonna go back a little bit seeing what happened to tua tagovailoa a few weeks ago yes like, guys what the hell are we doing here why why is he out there the why could have been prevented. the doctors let him do it why did yeah. the team let him do it yeah. why, why did anybody how did this how did we get to this point and you can 
anger, I think, is a reasonable emotion in sure. these situations. This was just a random ass accident. Yes, yeah. that was just it just happened. No, nobody did, made a dirty play. Right. Nobody was in a violation of the rules. Yeah. No. Nope. Nobody was being unsafe. The doctors didn't do anything. Nobody did anything wrong. And I think it makes it a little bit easier to process as a fan, just knowing that. Sadly, just weird. You know what happens once in a while, yes. and unfortunately, it happened last night. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it, it, there is always that question of, you know, like, do you want your kids to play football and all that stuff? I don't know that this necessarily, because it was, yeah, a one and who knows how doesn't many fit into how some of the other conversations, right? It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't figure into the concussion conversation or the even the player safety conversation. It no. doesn't figure into because this is this is what football players do. He tackled T. Higgins and had to have, you know, you wonder if if he had some sort of pre existing. So I want to play something for you, Mace. This, this is uh, where to go here. It's Doctor Jonathan Reiner. Okay. okay, he was on CNN this morning because I had the same thought that you did. Like, I mean, does he have arrhythmia? A pre existing condition, pre an arrhythmia. Does he have some sort of you know cardiac abnormality that yes. led to this problem? And listen to this explanation because it sounds like this just occasionally ha you get hit just right just or just right. wrong. This can happen. This is a, a life threatening uh, event. Almost certainly what. What happened, uh, Mr. Hamlin, is something called commotio cordis, which is basically a cardiac arrest caused by a you know sharp blow to the chest at precisely the wrong moment. The heart is governed by electrical impulses, and if the heart is struck at basically the wrong millisecond in the usual cycle of these electrical impulses, it can cause uh, a catastrophic arrhythmia called ventricular fibrillation. And that would take about six seconds for the person to pass out. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the tape, Mr. Hamlin made the tackle, he got hit in the chest. He got hit right over the heart, got hit in the left side of the chest. That was the blow. Uh, he got up one or two seconds later, and one or two seconds later he collapsed. And that's how long it takes for you to pass out after your heart fibrillates. The heart beats in a coordinated fashion. When the heart fibrillates, when the ventricle, the big, thick pumping chamber of the heart fibrillates, instead of squeezing rhythmically and hard, it quivers. And when the heart muscle quivers, it can't pump blood. And when it can't pump blood, the blood pressure drops to zero. And that takes about six seconds. And that's almost exactly the time frame for Mr. Hamlin to go down again. So... The doctor there, I guess it's Dr. Jonathan Reiner? Correct. Says it's he, he got hit just mm -hmm. in whatever, the heart was in whatever phase of doing whatever, got hit in, on the left side of the chest, and that potentially, I mean, it's, it is a fluke, right? It's a freak thing. Seems it's to just be. one in 10 million thing i mean yeah. you know how, how many hits are there in a football game hmm. right and we're talking and we're talking nfl think about high college school, high college. school yep. i mean it, like it made me think about you know i played baseball growing up i played softball like how many times do they say let the ground ball hit you in your chest right. like jeez hmm. like, yeah i didn't even know this was a thing apparently this baseball is it has happened yeah uh lacrosse it has happened any hockey hockey it's happened that if you're actually yeah. taking the the uh, you're if you're absorbing hmm. uh the the puck or the 
lacrosse ball or whatever it is, the baseball, um, it can hit you just at the wrong moment in the right spot. Jeez. Well, I know that you guys will keep everybody up to speed yes. on, on, on what's yeah. coming up next. Um, we know now what we knew several hours ago, which yes. is he is in the hospital in Cincinnati. He is sedated. He is in critical condition. And we're waiting to hear more from that. Yes. And, and according to one of the other doctors that we heard for, this may take several days before there's any meaningful information. Yes, these sorts said of injuries. it was normal. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. That, this, that sometimes there's a full recovery, like Chris Pronger. Sometimes there are other outcomes. Um, but the time that it's taken to get to this point is not unusual. Well, I listened to the show today. You guys were great. So, Thank you. Wish we didn't have to do it. Obviously, uh, we'll get back to doing what we do sooner than later, but yep. uh, we're all thinking of Tamar Hamlin, so yes. we'll hand it off to you guys, and uh, Alan, I'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.